Mike, turn your games down. Hi, right, we're episode 217 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's Rogue Leader 1 with me tonight? This is Peter Bingham Pankratz, the author of the book The Fifth Civilization. And you have Star, not one of those other randomly named characters that I can't think of a single one right now. <laughs> Wedge until he... Wedge, that's... Wedge is the one I was like, I feel like, come on, just remember Wedge. I'm like, no, I can't even remember Wedge. There's Porkins. That worked out well for him. I don't think, I don't think Biggs is in this. No, Biggs is dead by this. <laughs> Porkins is dead, too. So. Porkins is dead. Biggs is dead. <laughs> Everybody, every, well, everybody's dead. Yeah, they all died. Well, yeah, because almost everyone in the Death Star attack died besides what Wedge and Luke, right? There was, I think, one other guy that you see escaping. That's my Star Wars knowledge. I think I, you see like a Y wing leaving too. I didn't even know that Wedge was from the movie. Stop making sense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, wow, this Wedge guy's really prominent. That's fun. I guess uh, th- it makes sense. He's one of the few people that survives. So because yeah, right. they all get fucking massacred in that Death Star trench run, and I get it because I went and did that level and I got massacred too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was thinking about the level. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get there. So we are here to talk about a game that I have been meaning to play again for. God, over 20 years, probably, because I remember I was introduced to this game by Peter many, many years ago, 1998, probably, or 1999. Probably, probably 99. around there. Yeah. So we're here to talk about Star Wars Rogue Squadron, developed by Factor 5 and LucasArts, <laughs> and came out for the 64 Windows and came out in 1998. That's a long time ago. It's about the close to the end for N64, I think. Not not in terms of like in terms of maybe the, the golden era of N64. Mm can't remember when ps2 and all those come out i mean but yeah you're probably right because this is well 64 was i think kind of quiet had was a quiet game with releases too i think i should probably just get this out of the way now and maybe help you guys feel a little old first memory of life as i've mentioned on this podcast i'm sure several times before was unlocking jigglypuff and smash brothers on the original n64 <laughs> smash brothers my other For- memory i have is of this game I very much remember playing this game, but I was way too young to even, I think, get, I think I've gotten two level fours. So I was like, oh, I remember this image, but I, I was so young. I never got past this game because I was just too much of a kid. So that's my memory. There's nostalgia there, but it's very much like, oh, I, I didn't do any of this. I just played those first three levels like, ah, I could never do the leg wrap thing. I remember I, that made me so mad as a kid. And I'm proud to say I didn't fail it once in this whole game. And I was like, yeah, no, there you go. A little star for you. <laughs> I did many times. <laughs> uh, and you, the toe cables and stuff, the, the leg yep. wrap. Yeah, that's we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah okay. we'll get there. But... It was so hard for me. <laughs> and thank you, Star, for making us feel old because we yeah. do feel old now. Because, <laughs> well, you know, obviously I bought this or either I bought it or got it as a gift, you know, when I was probably 10 or 11 or something. Oh, OK. See, I was probably like four. So it's not that much. I thought it was worse. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe a little. 35, if I remember correctly. Right, Peter? We're about the same age. You don't, have to, you don't have to spell it out. <laughs> I say it all the time on the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can feel, my, no comment, I can feel no my, my back is aching when you say that. <laughs> that happens. Wait till, I, wait till we hit 40. I think it gets worse. <laughs> well, at least we'll still be talking about Star Wars video games. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm making yeah, a yeah. quest to go through and play as many as I can <laughs> slowly throughout this show. I haven't played a lot, but I'm trying. And this is one that's been on my list to to play again, because back then, I mean, I played on the N64, but I could never beat it because this game is hard. And (laughs) well, for me, one of the biggest issues is that this game has a lot of well, any I can't fly for the life of me in games (laughs) like I'm not a good I've never been good at ship game. I like them. but I'm not good at them. Mm -hmm. 
I miss shit constantly in this game. This is an unusual ship game in that it's yeah. a Star Wars game, but it's all set really on planets for the most part. There's, huh, yeah. There's no, there's not a whole lot of space in it. I guess maybe yeah. in the, the final levels, but the limitations of, I mean, even then you're still just locked in and that's just how it is when you're designing it back then. It's like, well, we can't let you just wander this giant 360 spheres. It's like, okay, invisible walls. Those exist. How right. do you justify it? Uh, canyon walls. There was, there was several times I'd be like, oh, that rocks a little high. I can go over it, right? And the game's like, no, no, you can't. I'm like, all right, okay, take a breath, go around the rock in my spaceship. Yeah, or if you keep flying to, into the flat, it'll just, Ken will just turn you around. Yep. Like, well, go back to the, go yeah. back. <laughs> and I mean, at the time, this was also canon. This is supposed to be what Luke was doing in between episodes four and five at the time. Yeah, at the time, they... They continually revamp this. I don't know how they fit in so many adventures in between those movies, but yeah. <laughs> it's this just is, like uh, one what, crazy week. What Luke was doing. Well, it was a couple was years, be a couple wasn't it? Years. Between the two? Yeah. I think it's oh. supposed to be like three years. As That's we a lot of time. As discussed in our previous Star Wars Yeah, episode. there's lots of them. Which are all nice, going to be a nice handy link at the bottom of the show notes of this episode. So I don't have to say a damn thing. So if you want to listen to all 20-some episodes of Star Wars, you can find it all there, which I'll bring up again at the end. But I just made it. I'm proud of myself. So, <laughs> but no, okay. That's all. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I also not every level is Luke. I think most are, but there's like one level that is. Oh, but we'll one of the there. best levels IMO, and it's not because of Luke. But I was like, I love that level. It's so good. I mean, so this game, this is also. I mean, this is not the first flying game of Star Wars. Is you had the X-wing and Tie Wing games for PC. Right. But as a guy who only played consoles, this was like you know such a big deal to me when this when I first saw this game at Peter's house. Well, yeah, when you, you watched me play it, I think. Is, yes, that I, is, I didn't play it. Because you would not want to fly. There's also, you know, in Shadows of the Empire, which came out a few years before, there were a couple flying levels. Yeah, there they're was a, first person. There was a Hoth. A Hoth level was the first level. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of like this when you had to. There was a Hoth level in this game. It's, it's at the You can unlock it. For, for that was the first flying one. There was and there were space flying levels in that. But it was mostly, yeah, like you said, it was either first person or it was kind of on a, a set course. It didn't really fly around too much. Yeah, and this, you get completely able to fly around the level and do what you need to do and shoot things and there's buildings and right. there's different. And from what and from watching the speed run of the PC version, the N64 version runs a lot better because in the PC, the tie interceptors like hover back and they look really, oh, like they, they look really jiggedy. It really? drove me. Yeah, no, it's really it's bad. bad. That was there was there's a lot of things because I did play the Steam version of this game. So, the, you know, which is essentially a, a re-release or maybe it is just the original just working for modern. It's just the original um, PCs. Yeah, but there. Yeah. The jegginess of the ships flying. It was kind of like they were just always wobbling back and forth no matter which direction or where they were going. So it's like just makes it hard. You know, it's just like your head is shaking or something when you're looking at every other ship. <laughs> it's really ugly, Peter. <laughs> Look it up. It is. It is. Ugly. It is. I completely agree. I will look it up. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of as we talk about it, there are things that I experienced that I'm like, huh, I don't know if it was like this in the original or in the (laughs) version you guys are playing, but holy hell. Um, So I played the 64 version on a Steam Deck on a plane, the way Lucas (laughs) intended, by the way, because I went I was flying this past week. So I'm like, and it was just coincidence. So twice now in my life, (laughs) the two times I've flown since I started this podcast, I have played had a flying game on the schedule of the show around the same time I went on a flight, which was not was all completely coincidence, actually. Because <laughs> I didn't think I, I write the schedule so far in advance. So, yeah, I, I load up my Steam Deck and I played this game on a plane and on an airport. All right, and left I, myself. I wonder how that. I wonder how that would compare. Like I see, I played it on Nintendo sixty four, the vintage twenty 
you know, five-year-old cartridge or whatever, it still works. And I don't, but the thing is, I don't know how, because using the controller is easy for me because I use it, but I don't know how, if I could do it on a Steam Deck or anything. It wasn't too bad. The only issue with any N64 game on a Steam Deck, you have to get used to the, the C, your, the right joystick is your C buttons. You yeah. You have to get used to that being buttons and not, you know, a joystick. <laughs> It's that so was, ingrained for me that it would be hard. Probably. That was yeah. a nice thing with the PC version. And I used a gamepad. I didn't use mouse and keyboard or a flight stick. That, that should have been the real experience. Yeah, but you, have, have, a, you have to have a flight stick. Yeah, let me just go. I'll go to Goodwill. There's like seven every time. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but I, uh, I I played on controller and on PC, it did allow you to map buttons. Uh, so that was nice to be like. But one thing, and I looked it up in the booklet because it drove me nuts. I'm trying to find what it is. I think it's called drop cam or far. It's. One of those camera views, like when you boost, the camera just backs up just way too much. And I don't know if you guys experienced this, but on PC. Oh, version, yeah. It, what is that? Why, who thought it drove me nuts? I literally had to play. I feel like there's only two views to play this game in, which is first person or third person or like very close. The closest third person, because any other view is, hey, I'm just going to we're just going to send the camera back. You don't need to see anything, right? And I'm like, you're right. Thanks, game. What am I thinking here? And, and it drove me nuts. Every time I'd be like in the middle of a fight trying to shift to the right camera and you just have to click through. And I'm like, if yeah. we just didn't, I think the booklet calls it drop cam. And I'm like, okay. I don't know why somebody thought drop cam is good, exists, created it, implemented <laughs> it. And what? yeah, let's, yeah, do that. Require I it. Nothing. I know uh, what you mean. And I don't know why it's in there. They probably, maybe they just, I have no idea why they would do that. I looked it up in the booklet, like I looked up a PDF of the original booklet, because I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I read it, and I can't find it now, but yeah, it's called, like, Drop Cam, and I was like, I even just turn it off. Like, in, I don't, in the settings on PC, there's a lot of really cool settings for, like, auto roll and auto level, which I'm looking at the N64 booklet, it's in here, too. And I was like, oh, that's so neat that it a lot, like, and adjusting those settings really helps with certain, like, you know, I tried it one way for a while, and then I switched, I was like, oh, that actually is a lot better. This is really cool. And I'm like, why is there not a fucking setting to turn off drop cam? Who on God's green earth is like, oh, this is the this is the way for 98. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can. That's all I got. It's just too old to have all those settings. Because the PC version, from what I've noticed, it looks just to be because this game came out for Windows in the same time it came out for N64. It's just the same. They didn't change anything. Yeah. The menu, from what I'm guessing and what I remember vaguely, but I'm pretty sure the opening menu is different. And that allows for like profiles in like a very more pc accessible way rather than the n64 way and then like typing in codes on the keyboard stuff like that like you know so it is slightly different but once you get past that screen i do think it's basically one-to-one outside of that and then like the pause menu is different because they have more settings okay yeah i imagine it's just pretty it's mostly similar i imagine like the game like the levels and stuff don't have anything additional yeah, no, nothing and... I could tell for when I was looking and like looking yeah. videos and reading through the booklet. I'm like, yep, this all tracks. <laughs> Especially even drop cam. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the hated drop cam. <laughs> I didn't speed up a whole lot. I think that's the reason I had a hard time with this game. Uh, I actually went, I actually slowed down a lot because I was trying to get my shot. <laughs> well, better. yeah, there's only, I think the X-Wing you can boost. I'm trying to remember maybe the V-Wing, the last level you can do it too. But there aren't a whole lot of ships that let you boost. A lot of, okay, you know, I thought I was boosting with A but I don't with a snow speeder, but maybe it was just me thinking I was going faster when I really wasn't. I think okay. it, the air speeder, I think it's just the A-wing doesn't because I, or no, maybe I don't know which one's A-wing is a piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry, hit a hot button. Oh, I, so I had to cheat in this game. I had to put, I give up to get infinite life. <laughs> that's not that's fair. the A-wing. Infinite lives, you said? Yeah, I got, I got to a that's point fair. where I had to do that. Uh, the, the volcano level. 
right it's there's no like level settings in this there's no like easy mode it's just mm. one yeah it's just one setting and if the level is hard you better it's too bad you better get through it <laughs> if you can't if the level's too hard you're not gonna you know keep going because i mean yeah, I the think... game starts off easy enough malls obviously yeah. is very easy where you go and get introduced to the game and mm-hmm. why they're on tattooing i don't understand that completely because tattooing is run by the huts but maybe that wasn't written yet who knows or it didn't matter but <laughs> it's the reason why every star wars movie goes back to tattooing because the audience loves that desert wasteland hey force awakens didn't go to tattooing they went to jaku <laughs> right it's yeah, a totally different, different planet. planet no nothing to like nothing <laughs> yeah, so yeah no, i know it's familiar especially so in 98 familiar. i mean when you really the prequels weren't because phantom menace is 99 right right yeah, this so I mean, that makes sense. Like, Although there have... is one prequel reference in this game. Which is hidden, isn't it? It is hidden, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice to use. I'm not super up to Star Wars lore, I'm not going to lie. What? Oh, the Naboo Starfighter. There's a, it wasn't, yeah, this, oh. it wasn't announced at the time, but it's in this game. With certain... it, was, oh. it was a complex code where you had to enter in, you had to enter in one passcode, and then it would tell you it wasn't valid. And you have to enter in a second passcode, and also tell you it wasn't valid, but then... By entering those two things in, you get the ship. And they didn't release it until after the movie came out. I see. And the Naboo Starfighter is the best is the best ship in the game, but you can't get it unless you have the code. So that makes sense. Yeah, because that you know, as again, I think contextually something to just constantly keep in mind is where Star Wars was relative to this game coming out, i.e., where they were in the pre, you know, where they were in the movie release tri- series, and then also what the mindset was of you know Lucas still Lucas Arts here was back then when it's like oh we're making content what are we doing and it's like oh well we're gonna have it be Luke Skywalker of course you're gonna play Luke Skywalker right. he's the hot shit and he's gonna fly a bunch of missions in his classic vehicle the X-wing and like I think right. that really shapes a lot of the design of like what this game chooses to be and you know elements like that it's like oh I didn't you know that's neat to know because yeah even in the booklet actually doesn't mention that vehicle it also doesn't mention the millennium falcon which is something you get to fly with a code or if you right. another get secret. gold on every mission which also <laughs> i'm gonna take a breath i'm gonna say and then we'll let it go who the fuck was like oh we need to make requirements for a, a rating accuracy yes accuracy uh why <laughs> accuracy would you just was shoot the worst oh as it so- made me so mad as someone who took the time when I was 11 or 12 to mm-hmm. get those gold coins. You know, you get you get a silver and they'd be like, oh, your accuracy was, I'm sorry, your accuracy was 24%. You need 25%. I'm sorry, you don't get the gold. And it's like, what? <laughs> Everyone remembers that scene right after Luke comes from blowing up the death. Like, what are you doing, Luke? Congrats. Did shoot a few too many times. Like, we're happy you did it. But like, we're paying by the laser maybe, here. Could you shoot less? <laughs> be a little more right. accurate? Thanks, bud. <laughs> Jesus. I want to see that where they're 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 tacking it, they're giving <laughs> points off and they're giving a debriefing. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't give you a medal anymore. I got <laughs> oh, I got bronze. Just, yeah, I everything. got bronze. The award ceremony but Luke's holding bronze like I shot too many times. Damn it. Now I'll get him next time at the next death star. Uh, yeah, that yes. was my I didn't like the ratings. I mean, the accuracy part, I, I think, was the, was the I agree with you guys was the worst for me, too, because I, I would just shoot nonstop. At an enemy, <laughs> right. So I didn't give a shit. Yeah, and I mean, that kind of goes back into game design in the 90s, where it's like, oh, we need to give them something new. Because really, for me, as someone who was able to get through a lot of these levels, I could probably go through this campaign beginning to end in like three hours with just like straight. So back then, it's like, oh, well, that, you know, if people do that, there needs to be more content. What do we do? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was ratings. And one of us, (laughs) they probably did it. They made not accuracy. They're like, oh, shit, it's still too easy. Throw an accuracy. (laughs) Really mess them up. Um, I'll hate this. Well, yeah, when, that, I watched speedruns of this, like of a guy playing the PC version for going for 100%. Like, 
you know, you, it, you know, it kind of taught me, I'm sure Peter played more like this way too. You don't, I mean, you can just line up your shots and take them out. I mean, I would just sit there and like shoot constantly and just miss constantly. Well, so. Hold on. So you, you line up your shot and you shoot as opposed to what's the other alternative. I think it's a legitimate question. Literally just hold down the fire button and try to line them up in the green circle and miss constantly. Okay. Was, oh, I see what you mean. Okay. okay. I just got and lucky. Shoot. Like I would yeah. try to position in front of it thinking, okay, you know, I need to shoot in front right. of them because, you know, I need the shots to time it. And I don't know if this game works that way, but I it didn't hit nothing. It does if they're far enough away. Like, you really only need to do that if you're really trying to make a shot. But I think at one point the game even gives you some sort of critique. Like, hey, you don't need to do that. Just get closer. Don't. I think it's in one of the tips. It's like, don't just fly away. Come back in a straight run and shoot. Don't just, like, dogfight all day. Please. I, I, missed. I, I had terrible, like, I had a really hard time with this game. <laughs> I am surprised how much I didn't because of my memory as a kid and a lot of the limitations of it. Uh, the other thing I made really mad and the mission that I eventually turned on infinite lives and it was the only mission I needed it for was, um, well, the, it's like, uh, I have the booklet open. It's like one of the Y bomber missions where the, the Y bomber, huh? No, it wasn't that one. I think it was oh. the first one, which is, I think it's liberation of Gerard five. I think it's, it's the one where you're built just bombing buildings to blow them up, but then it brings a ship in. And it's like, hey, bomb this ship that's moving. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. And I kept getting so close that the bomb would blow me up and the ship, and I would lose. And I got really mad. I was like, what the fuck? I hate that I could blow myself up with this bomb. And then I realized there is a camera view, specifically with the Y-Wing, that so helps. But I still kept blowing myself up with my own bombs. And I was like, I, th- this is dumb. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, but if you go too low... That will happen. I mean, the Y wing is a really powerful ship. It's just really slow, and that's the problem with it. And it's just they is like you could use the Y wing on more missions when you're just blowing up things, but they have to make it hard by giving you different weapons or give it different uh, ships and everything. It can be kind of annoying because you know the level where they're where you're driving the snow, uh, flying, not driving, flying the snow speeders through the Imperial construction yards, and you're like, I would just take a Y wing and start bombing those, you know. Oh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you need to fly these snow speeders? Yeah, it is pretty weird that it limits you on your choice. I think yeah. on all of them, I think it's like you get one, maybe one that gives you like two options, which is between the A-Wing and the X-Wing, because essentially for each mission, your first time through, it's like, hey, use this ship. And you have to, right. as you're describing. Yeah. And then later, it'll let you go back and I think play some other ships or if you enter cheat codes, use ships like uh, the other ones in here, the Millennium Falcon. It just right. like, oh, yeah. That that ship is bananas. It is it is like driving a bus, but it has <laughs> auto turrets. And I'm like, I don't know about this for, for you know. But yeah, the, the primary ships are the X wing, the A wing, mm-hmm. the Y wing, and the air speeder. Those are the four that you mostly go back and forth between. Yeah, I didn't like the snow speeder, but they make you use it anytime there's a thought of an ATAT, right? Right. That's all you can use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I they, still hate that fact that there's no like you think an X wing, the blaster would be powerful enough to penetrate the armor. You can't even use the cheat chips. If you have the Millennium Falcon activated, you cannot use it on those missions because it's like, hey, bud, I know you want to just pew, 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 but you do have to use the ropes to make the you big want, guys go yeah. down. That is the you, one. That's the other really annoying thing about that, about this game, is that they must, you must use the tow cables, what they call it, because it's really hard. It took me a long time when I was younger. And when I was playing it again mm-hmm. this time, it took me a little bit. But I would hate those missions because I would always crash. Yeah, Same. when I was a kid. I or if you get it. too far away from it while you're doing it, right. he releases the game and gets it over again. Also, yeah. I could not figure out how to do it. For I had to Google it because I was like, what am I doing? Like, I know what right. I need to do, but how do I do it? I need to activate it because all ships have a primary fire and a secondary fire. Right. So the snow speeder, 
it is you the second fire is your cable and i was like okay how do i do it do i aim like i'm hitting the button and i'm just getting a burp, burp, and i'm like okay yeah. i understand that's wrong but no one is telling me what's right no yeah there really, should think, be an in-game thing that says go really close to it and press z and or press again, i think it goes back to the time of like it's the booklet the booklet yeah. is yeah. I'm looking at it now. It's like 20 pages, five of which are a little mini comic and then like a bunch of credits. That's really cute. <laughs> but I'm sure in there, you know, that's what you do. You pull the book. Go, oh, Jimmy, how do you do all the booklets? Says Johnny, we got to get the we got to get also, his legs. We got to take him down. I um, wonder if the booklet part was also to prevent renting too, to help with that. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel like it could be another thing to be like, hmm, you want to rent our game? Well, you won't know what to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it an option. I didn't you see I, I only the only place we ever rented from was a local video store and they would always be like, Do you want the booklet? And our parents would be like, No, because you lose it to pay yeah. for it. I'm uh, trying to remember thing, the places where I would rent from. I, yeah, did they have the booklet or not? I guess I don't remember. They didn't. I mean the Blockbuster did not. I can say that for a fact. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's But I, I know they just said the cartridges. But I, I rented from somewhere else. I rented from a local video store for a couple of years. Now they might have had they might have given you the box, but it was so long ago that who who remembers. I would take and ask them, but they're not there anymore. Oh, they're not there anymore. Yeah, you you guessed it. <laughs> There's no rental place even in Minnesota. The last rental place in Minnesota just closed down recently. Pushes glasses up those. Mine's still here. <laughs> they mostly sell coffee and ice cream. That's why they're still here. Well, hey, like, when I drove through New Mexico, I did see a video rental store. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's, it's one uh, of the they, videos that you were looking for. I think it was like last year or two years ago, they did a documentary about like a one, and uh, that was mine. Was The one in my town was featured at one point. Oh, the Blockbuster? No, well, that one is nearby, but it's actually... That's gone now, by the way. The, wait, the last Blockbuster? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it went out of business. I need to stop. It's Great American Video Espresso, shout out, but I'm looking this up because I'm about to... I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that place actually, it, 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 it went out of business, even though it was the last one left. I, I just saw them at Retro Game Expo October of last year. And oh, they were like, they wrong. Were, well, if, no, I mean, they might have between them, but I'd be really sad. I'd be like, oh, they just didn't make it. But So, I just... Anyway, so yeah, kind one thing with this game that also I really like, I think the missions are good and varied. I mean, yes, you're doing a lot of the same thing, but I feel like it's there's also a good story going on. Like the whole idea is that first you're just, you know, doing a few fighting ties and, you know, fighting the Empire that you have pretty quickly on. You have the person that ends up part of the elite tie interceptor group that ends up defecting to you. I forget right. her name. Kaysen Moore. Yes. And I think she's in the books, isn't she? No, she might have been added in later ones, but I don't think she was really a part of the canon. I don't remember her from any of the. Oh, okay, she's only added. I think that she may just be for this game. Okay, but I thought that was cool that 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 involves so much of your what you're doing is her giving you you know instructions like, hey, go. This is what you know an important base they have. Let's go blow it. Let's blow shit yeah, up. It's I true. Forget. There's a mission where at one point, so yeah, eventually this person defects and you rescue her, and she becomes mm -hmm. pretty central to the plot. And I think it's Wedge gets captured, and at one yes. point. You're flying with one of your other like OG pilots and her, and they both give you different directions about where Wedge is. And I think she gives you the correct one, I'm pretty sure. Because then the other guy's like, no, I think he's here. And what if she's lying because she's a traitor? I'm like, but then she actually <laughs> isn't. This whole, I was totally waiting for the hat to drop to be like, oh, I'm actually, uh, I'm turning again. And it, it never did. And I was happy about that. So I'm like, oh, good. Thank goodness. You know, you rescue a couple people. You have, you have, you have her that joins you. You have someone you have that's defecting on Corellia. You have to that's, go rescue. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's someone else. Yeah, that's I, General Maydean. General Maydean from the... He's the guy in Return of the Jedi who comes out for like two seconds and says, <laughs> General Solo, is your strike team assembled? Oh, okay. I was wondering, yeah, because I'm looking at the booklet and it does have pictures, like actual photos of real people for all the characters except Case and Moore and the <laughs> the end game antagonist. 
Sirdan. That's because they weren't in the movies. I know, but it is funny that it's like I, the other three, Dak, Roger, right. Wes, and Zam. I'm like, I don't think, I, as you guys have said, I don't think those dudes make it out. And I'm, I'm looking at these photos, and I'm like, I don't think like they took OG like new photos or they are. Yeah, but anyway. I thought that was just. I'm sure those are just pictures from the movies or like cast photos that they mm-hmm. they put in there. But yeah, those the original characters don't have photos. There's no video. You know, you don't there's no humans, computer generated humans in this, which is I'm sure for the limitations of the time. Oh, the models on the PC, because the PC, you know, you have the higher res and like the so you can see it. The way they did models is so like cute and iconic for like it's basically like I think it's two or three 2D sprites all intersected. So and then they have like parts of a moving. So it's like it's really fun. I also did not feel good at any point when it was like, oh, hey, yeah, just go shoot or bomb all of those foot soldiers. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. feel, I know they're bad. <laughs> that was but fun. Feel good. I felt terrible. I love shooting like, little foot stormtroopers. <laughs> just like, them go, ah. There's like, yeah, that was that, great. I do like the screen, but there's like 40 of them. And it's like, oh, I'm going to yeah. wipe. Oh, they're all gone. You just, you just wiped out 40 lives. Like that. And I'm like, all right, well, thank goodness I'm the good guy. It's time to go keep doing good guy stuff. It's interesting. So no problem blowing up space station, but shooting individual soldiers is a line. Well, the space stations (laughs) do not scream. To be fair, I think that's a big seller. Uh, That is true. That is true. It was fun Uh, to see all the enemy. The sprites, though, or maybe not sprites, but the 3D models of little little stormtroopers in the ground is freaking hilarious to me, too. I lost one life to them shooting me down. And I was like, God, the <laughs> they pride can shoot you, you down? feel. Oh, I'll be like, I have no health. And he was like, pee pee. And I went down. I'm like, damn, congrats, dude. You you get MVP. You get the gold medal for this mission. <laughs> Imagine being that guy. He's like, you shot. For all the times the stormtroopers missed, the one time you shoot down a ship. I'm surprised that I didn't think their blasters would be strong enough to even hurt you because. I feel like with ships, like I mean, in modern day, like I mean, in our in our in real in real life, you shoot at a ship with a gun, it ain't gonna do anything because you're gonna hit it for one thing. So, but right? you know, I, I wouldn't like, the armor I would be say, thicker. It depends yeah, on the plane. Safe. I I think it's in World War Two. I think there were some occasions where a lucky shot. You would, oh yeah, but, but that you, was you I mean, those things pilot. were made out of like tin. I felt like. Well, yeah, you I've hit seen the pilot or something. I mean, they weren't made out of tin. I'm, I'm, but they were like, I mean, there were bombers that would come back with just holes all over them and still flying somehow. I think in this game, you have to probably be pretty damaged already. To oh, yeah, no, I was on my last <laughs> leg. Like, it okay. was not like, but it is weird. I don't know, the shooting sound and the animation. I mean, it looked like they fired like 20 shots in a sh- and it was weird. But anyway, um, but I did like all <laughs> the, funny. I did like all the just enemies, different types. Like, I'm looking at the booklet again. There's like the wave skimmer. That is so wild. And like, I think all the other ones right. look a lot more iconic and like, they, they, I don't know, they feel different than like the tank droid. I don't think tank droids, maybe there's like one in the background, but it looks jank. Uh, the wave skimmer is cute and fun. I like watching it skim across the water. I'm like, you know, there's not something very Imperial Force about this little guy bouncing on the water. Um, I like the, those things. They're only in a couple levels. I think they're those. Yeah. No, I like them. I think they're really cool. And then the bonus mission. I think we're going to have a little bit. But the, I forget what it's called. The Planet Sucker or whatever it's called. Yeah, Planet that's the, the final one. That's yeah. The yeah. yeah. That thing was terrifying. I like like it was I this game to me did its best when it was like, hey, we're going to do something different. And it was like, here's a big ass thing that's sucking up water and you can get sucked up into its exhaust in the back. And it's like, <laughs> has all these little like slit gun ports that are firing you. And you just, yeah. that was, that was one of my, probably my favorite mission. And I was like, I wish the game was just more of like this. Like I know the V wing, which is a vehicle I didn't mention. Cause you only, that's when you unlock it. It's like the last official mission of the game, not one of the three bonus missions that comes after. You put in all the cheat codes, and you have all the ships. Yeah, that which I did at the end, near the end. I was like the last two missions. I'm, like, I'm just gonna. I want to know what it's like to fly the Millennium Falcon, and it was 
bust time. Um, but the V wing was probably my favorite ship. Like I, the, I did do the Naboo fighter like once or twice. And I, I do feel that it's, I'm pretty sure it's at least it feels faster. It feels cool. But man, that V wing, it's just chain gun laser time. Woo. Yeah. That was satisfying. It has um, missiles that like shoot six missiles or whatever. And they oh, home yeah, too. cluster missile. Yeah, yeah. homing cluster. That's the missile. only way I could shoot down some of the tie interceptors in the end of that level. Cause I had to yeah. use missiles. Yeah. That was, I really liked that mission. And that, that was just a perfect snapshot of like, wow, I wish the game did more like this, not just the OP shit, but like, I feel like it was shined its best when it was like, we're going to do this. Or it's like, Hey, here's a little mission where the one after, which is the first bonus mission. I heard it's called like the something run where it's just, you're on. Uh, Canyon. Yeah. You're just on like the, the home, the OG sand planet and you're with your buds and you're flying these like little <laughs> dinky ships and racing. And I was like, well, I actually did that enough till I got gold because I was like, this is really fun. I like yeah. this. This is engaging. There's character interaction that feels good, not just, ah, we got to do the thing. Uh, let's blow up. Let's protect this or blow that up for the 40th time. Wee! And I was like, oh, all right. Or <laughs> get all the enemy ships. And so I was, that was one thing I kept feeling like, wow, I really like that. It makes the other stuff not as much interesting. And I don't want to go back to it. Okay. It would have been nice to have like a training mode instead of unlocking like the racing mission. It could oh, be yeah. like a separate, yeah. a separate training mode just so you could like race or like yeah. learn how to shoot or something. That would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. I also like one thing I learned pretty quickly in this game is that whenever you have an ATAT, they are not optional. You have to destroy them. Right. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there were a couple times where I just like, was ignoring them and then they blew up whatever the hell I was. Pro- There's lots of missions in this game where you're protecting stuff, protecting yeah. the shuttles, protecting all sorts of things. Like it's. I think the third mission, or the second mission is a convoy. The third mission is where you have to go, I think, with a ship. That's where you have to use the A-wing. That's where I found out the A-wing is garbage. Yep. That's I made my comment earlier because I had a really hard time with the A-wing. Yeah, you had to find find it, and there's several different paths Mm -hmm. to find it. You could, if you you go down the wrong path, you have to turn around and go find it. That was also the case with the Y-wing, one of the Y-wing missions where you were doing, I think it was like the first one where it's like all these little trenches, and it's like, oh yeah, the last objective, you need to go back and like take a UE, and I was like, I hate this. Right, Um, yeah. But yeah, the A-wing was probably my least favorite of like the class. It has the weakest armor and the weakest blasters. But you're so speedy, Mike. That's probably why you hate it. You gotta be zooming. You gotta be zooming. I was just blowing up constantly with that, because I was trying (laughs) to play this game legit at first, or not not completely legit, I have stage safes, but no cheat codes. It wasn't until I got to a certain point where I said, fuck it. I put I it was later in the game when I put I give up because I w- when I beat a game, I, I I don't rank it, but I I log it in my little notepad of how I beat it. I, I If I use save states, if I use cheat codes and I try not to use cheat codes, I try to just use save states. So I'm still having the more legit in quotations experience for me. But right. this was a game where I was like, no, nah, I'm tired of dying. Yeah, there was definitely some spots that felt more ridiculous. But as you were also saying, kind of like. The three, I think there's three main types of missions. Take out all the enemies, blow up these buildings, or defend this thing, whether it's a convoy or a building. And God, it just got so old. I was like, by the, so there's also three chapters, two chapters, two or three, I think it's two, whatever. There's, there's yeah, there's like 17, 14 missions, um, three chapters. There it is. I was looking at a booklet, I couldn't see it. And by like the seventh mission, I was like, oh, I need something else. And that's why like, the, it's called the rescue on Kessel, which is when Wedge gets captured and you have to rescue him. And it was just yeah. like, hey, stop this convoy with these like EMP weapons, but don't blow it up. And I was like, oh, this is actually fun. But it was also over like that because I don't know if it is this way on the N64 but on PC. There's no fire cap to the disruptor. So you just have, and oh, like, that, yeah, oh, it's, it's done. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, that's over. It was yeah, it's the, a very short mission. The goal, yeah, the goal time for like that is like two minutes. And I'm like, no, thanks. This is one of the most like fun I've had. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's keep moving back to defending, blowing up or blowing these guys up. Come on. Uh, yeah, I love the blowing out missions, though, because at least like, thank God I don't have to save anybody's lives. Like there's the mission, uh-huh. like I mentioned, the construction mm. yards. We're just blowing out these big factories. I'm like, great. And then there's the one where it's called Assault on Kyle 2, where you're just blowing up a spaceport. You're just bombing it. And it was, when I was a kid, that was really fun. Because who loves, when you're a kid, you love bombing things. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, just yeah, Peter, all dropping these bombs. Yeah, Peter, 100% of the move. <laughs> right, exactly. It was fun, though. Like, I, I didn't like when I had to I rescue this. people. Like, there's one level where you have to escort three, not ATSTs, but they're like some like experimental model or something they're in, the commandos. Oh. The little walk, they're like baby walkers. Oh, that the eight, the, yeah, they're um, I think they're ATPTs or something. Yeah, they're not in the movie. Whatever All terrain personal in. transport, small two legged oh, weapon system. It did not end well for them. When I bit, when I finished, that level, <laughs> there was right. one guy left that made it out of the three that started because the other two just got blown to blown to smithereens. Well, so yeah, that's I, was that um, escape from fast. That's a snow level, right? Is that... I think so. This game yeah, loves it, speeder, so yeah, yeah right. they're on. They're on, it's a snow level, and there are the giant walkers, and right. you have to take the walkers out and also blow dams. But your teammates are supposed to do it, but sometimes they don't do it very well. So oh, you I, go I purposely tried to yeah. leave the dam so that way the guys wouldn't go where they shouldn't go, so I could destroy right. enemies. Oh, yeah, the, the, the dam. If you try to do that, they blow up the dam anyway. So yeah, so the the thing about those missions, I had something or the like the vehicles. Can't remember what it was. I totally spaced. Anyway, you keep Sorry. talking. Like, oh yeah, no, uh, was uh, about the. Uh, now I left again. Wow, that was weird. I hate it. You guys keep talking. It'll come back. We will. I don't remember. I, I'm looking through the book. I just didn't. I didn't like protect. There's a lot of protecting things in this game. Like, there's lots of them. Like, oh, you got to protect it. I'm like, I don't want to protect. I just want to shoot. <laughs> it's supposed to be challenging, but it can get annoying the more times you do it, especially if you have to protect something while trying to knock down a, a walker with yeah, your candles. or not die. All right. Yeah, I do, because I do remember this time and it's related. Or if you need to protect something, but go find go kill enough enemies or find a secret hidden item somewhere on the map. That was really frustrating because for a while I was kind of trying to get goals at least. But map before a mission started, it wouldn't tell you if there was a secret item. Some maps right. had it, some didn't. And then to get gold, you would need to find it. And I'd be really mad because it's like, OK, well, I need to protect these dudes. But I also need to go find the thing. That's so I'm going to leave them alone, go to the other side of a map to a secret little enemy pod, blow all them up. Oh, there's the item. I come back. And yeah, there's one little stupid ATPT left walking <laughs> up to the cu- the final cutscene. I'm like, well, sorry, buddy. I had to go find the hidden item somewhere. Maybe on the next one. Yeah, yeah that drove me nuts. Those items do stick, though, and they, they, they do upgrade your ship a whole bunch. Like I think you get better shields, right. you get better blasters, better... Rockets I think and it, stuff. Homing this. I think you get homing missiles because yeah, I think your you missiles do. don't track unless you get those power up. And I, I do just kind of wish before mission started, it would be like, hey, there is a secret on this level, so you're not just flying around going, well, I hope it's here, or until you finish the mission, it's like, nah, you did miss it. Go do it again, you punk nugget. I'm like, god damn it. All right, sorry, AT, PT, you're not gonna live this time. <laughs> I also wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of Y wings. Either. This is I'm why sure. I was glad to have done this all 20, <laughs> 20 years ago when you were young and had yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I don't Actually, is it? yeah, 20 I was, years ago. I was going to say I did this all 20 years ago. So like I already have all the power ups and everything and all the ships unlocked. Oh, so <laughs> I you, did the work. Oh, you. Add, oh, well, yeah, you're just you're resting on your laurels, your hard work. It's there. Right. See, that's fair. That as, was hard you know, work, as long I'm as sure, the cartridge still works, it's. As long as it doesn't break, it's still out. So I did the I did the heavy lifting, you know, when I was a teenager or whatever. And now I can be on podcasts where we talk about old games and I can just 
do I've done all the work already. That's honestly, that's really wholesome. <laughs> this little teenage you helped you out all these years later. Be like, don't worry, I got you. I got. Right, all the I didn't even know world. I'd be discussing them. I thought mm-hmm. didn't know what a podcast was back. Then. <laughs> they didn't exist back then. I don't think. Or at least they weren't called podcasts. It was called and talk not, radio, and, it was just, and not everybody had one. Angry white men talking about how much they hated. Yeah, there's still. I mean, there's, there's, well, that's what a lot of podcasts are anyway. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna know. say, I was like, oh, so <laughs> this one does involve AM radio. I gotta talk about game, but normally, actually, almost everything on this show I I enjoy now. So well, that's almost good. everything. You, also, you have I to play everything. some really bad games though. If you not anymore so, as maybe. much because I pick every game I put on. <laughs> so there's I no mean, because there's no co-host but me. Right. So, so it's it's gotten yeah there's less bad stuff for some reason it's weird how that works yeah so i think we've talked a lot about a lot of the missions i think maybe finishing there's a up. couple I yeah have. there's like oh well, i mean some of them are the same as i've mentioned it's like oh yeah there was another mission where i had to go through the moon and find the enemy bases and blow them up but like the the last few kind of focus on of the story introduces the antagonist whose name eludes me but you guys have said him before but that Off dude seared in. Moff Searden, yeah. I like um, that. We, I yeah. also feel like in Star Wars, as a guy who didn't read the books, you don't get a lot of other moths. I know there are other moths because it's a freaking galactic empire. They're going to have, you know, multiple people high up in charge. So, like, like, before this, the only one I can really think of is just Grand Moff Tarkin that I'm aware of. That's probably a Star Wars. <laughs> this is really Star Wars nerdy, but yeah. Um, there was also in um, Return of the Jedi, there was Moff Jared Gerard. He was in charge of the second Death Star. Oh, I don't. No, he was a moth too. Which is oh, like I, I'm assuming I don't know if you know blowing. Star. If you're very aware of Star Wars, no. As a right. complete identification of this spectrum of Star Wars knowledge, I did not realize Moff was not his first name until right. the second. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm looking like, at now. I'm like, oh, that makes title. more sense. It's like a title that they don't really yep. use too often in Star Wars, but it's like you're like high up on the chain. You're like a governor, kind of. I yeah. Think. Or you're in charge of Death Star and you get blown up. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, introducing that character and that story arc of the end, because after, you know, you you get this defector and you guys start hitting all these like secretive imperial areas, Moff sort of re- they mentioned Moff in one other mission. And I think the next mission he arrives is like, oh, but Moff, blah, blah, blah. It's really scary. And then he's he, in the next mission like, I'm going to get your ass. He's he's great. The voice work is great because he's like, yeah, this British guy. He's like, oh, he's so snide. He's like, oh, I'm going to shoot you all down. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, quality. <laughs> I he's like, like campy. That. He's really campy. Engaged. I want to. I want to blow this dude out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. And I. Oh, I play this and, game entirely with sound, which is not normal for me in the show because I just mm-hmm. love the sound effects. Like everything. I loved all the Star Warsy stuff. It was great. Oh yeah. Ah! Little screams. Well, yeah. Was, how else you get the screams? It was great. The blasters, <laughs> everything, like the music. I was getting really into this. Like I put both headphones in. I was just happy, just playing. Like I loved it. Yeah, oh, yes, one level I, I, I have to agree. I want to talk about is the level that reminded me of Cloud City where you're fighting whatever the oh, hell yes. you're doing, like you're blowing up Imperial plies and why See, they painted their symbol on their battle supplies above Taloran, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. It's like the first mission of chapter three. I like yeah, that. Level. that. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's different than just like a planet with like mountains and hills like it's just above the clouds and it's got that John Williams music playing in the background. I, Again, I didn't understand I like, like you're not you're just destroying like what gas supplies, right? I think. Yeah, but you can't. They're like I forget what the exact mission is, but there's ones were, that are that are labeled Imperials, right? And there's ones in the that middle aren't. of civilian ones, and you have to you you're shoot blowing too up. many civilian ones, you lose. Yeah, the yeah. the Tabana gas, which is breathable air for high altitudes, according to the booklet. I don't know at all, but yeah, that's <laughs> they have the Empire ones, and then the civilian ones. It's like, oh, we got to blow up the civilian ones, and I guess either 
I feel like the conclusion would have to be if you blow up the Imperial ones, all the Imperial people immediately die because otherwise the counter idea is, well, now it's time to steal the civilian ones. I don't feel I like mean, that's what would happen. I feel like they wouldn't really differentiate it in real life. They just have that's all Imperial gas now. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. We're 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 nice. This is the nice imperial sect of like, nah, dude, it's cool. You can have yours, we can have ours. I remember there were people inside those things at first. I was like, my because they're like, you killed too many civilians. I'm like, <laughs> inside these things? Like, what the hell? So yeah, again, I feel like that you know your liking of that mission is a really another point of highlighting. Like, yeah, when the game is not doing the thing it does, I'd say sixty percent of the time, it really shines. It's like, whoa, <laughs> it's to blow up these specific targets and to see other targets. It's a really open that is, I think is a mission where it's like there's no boundaries. So you can just zoom around and like right. there's very central hot spots of activity. So flying off in a different direction, there's no real reason. At least it, it feels more freeing than canyon walls have me trapped in. And I can't get out. But that is in the chapter three. And I just really feel like chapter three, besides it does have the ATPT protection mission uh, oh. and it does have the volcano mission, which you guys have talked about. I went through that one really fast. So. I don't know I mean, the hatred I, that's there. I, I did too, sort of, because I just kept crashing and respawning because I had infinite uh, okay. lives. There's, yeah. there's like a missile, there's like a bunch of missile defense platforms that um, like will shoot you down. And I, think? I remember that being, I mean, it was pretty hard. I kept running, so like, so at that, the volcano mission, yeah, you have to blow up yeah. these like shield generators that are protecting right. the central unit. That's like in the sky and like rotating. After I blew them all up, which I didn't have a lot of problem with, I then kept running into it. That was my yeah. biggest problem. I was like, okay, I need to shoot at this because you can't <laughs> bomb it because it's like in between these little wedges. So I'd be shooting it and I'd go inside it and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I can just shoot them as they come. And then I would hit a wall and die. I'm like, oh, invisible wall. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess not. That was my biggest problem with that mission. Yeah. It, it did amuse me like how much you're, I, I like how much damage you're doing to the Empire in this, but it's really just affecting the one moth, which I like the idea. <laughs> That they're that they're fighting another, you know, they're trying to take out another part of the of the empire. That's you know trying to hunt them down, or send, or you know interfering with them while they're tr- after what happened with Yavin. Like I liked all that. Yeah. So this game, it's not really based on. So there were a series of books, Rogue Squadron novels, which are really good Star Wars books. They're maybe the best Star Wars novels. Um, and this takes a little bit from those because in those books. There was like stuff about Bacta, which is one of the levels. Um, but Bacta was like a medical thing. And there was a moth that controlled the Bacta and the Rogue Squadron was tasked with destroying his supplies of this stuff. So it does draw a little bit from the books. Um, and the last level, in fact, the battle, the battle with the world destroyers, world suckers was from the Dark Empire comic book, which we Mike oh, and I talked about. Yeah, we covered a, a while ago. You can see in the show yeah. notes. I don't even know what episode that was. But yeah, okay, that's cool. I did not I did not put two and two together. Those were from the comic. Right. So this was, it was weird in that it was taking some properties from the books and adapted them to a video game format. And you don't really need to have read them to understand what's going on. But it does, if you're a Star Wars nerd, you're going to be like, oh, this is from book X and this is from Dark Empire, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, which I think kind of for me, a lot of that kind of goes back to this feeling of like nostalgia. Like I agree right. with Mike, the sound effects, the music, you know, they're all iconic, even to me as someone who's only seen four and a half of the Star Wars five and a half <laughs> movies. Um, none of none of a whole series. They're all bits and pieces. But you just need to uh, see the original. I mean, I like majority of them, nope, but you just need yep, the original. Never three. finished. I, I've seen I've seen the first two of the original and I thought I've seen the last one. But That's years fun. ago, it was on cable. And I was like, oh, it's the, last, it's the last like 20 minutes of the last episode. And I put it on. I was watching. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen this. I didn't know how this original truly ended. Apparently he is throwing that dude in a hole. But 
And he's um, not dead, by the way. Surprise! Yeah, of course not. Yeah, why would he? That I did know. I heard that through the through the grapevine. But <laughs> for me, you know, without that nostalgia element, I I there's parts that are still iconic. The music, the sound effects, that little scream is iconic now to me at my heart. But I think. That is like a large part of what makes this game stand today, if at all. I would be like, yeah, do you have fond memories of this game? Yeah. Do you do you want that good nostalgia of the classic years before it all got real wonky? Yeah, go play it. Have a good time. If anyone else is like, I just kind of want like an N64 space fighter. I'd be like, I listen, unless you really like the Star Wars, maybe look somewhere else. I I just don't. It drove me nuts. There was all these little things when it was being what it was at its core that I was like, wow, I hate this. Then anytime I was like, let's do something different. I was like, this was a lot of fun. I really wish you just did this. Just changed it up and like had little character interactions like Moth. Moth was so great and fun. And then you have a dog fight with Moth as the finale of the main missions. And I was like, oh, this is so neat. I'm having a yeah. great time. It's really hard. That was one of the hardest parts to me was fighting him. And I think I did restart that mission twice because I lost. And But it was fun. And I felt like I really had to work to kill him. And I was like, well, that's the game. At least I'll leave it on a high note, I guess. Yeah, he took a while to kill, so. Yeah. Yeah, whatever his armor is, it's they've upped it. Because you shoot a couple missiles at him, it doesn't doesn't really affect him after a couple times. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of what I just kept feeling, like, throughout a lot of those basic main missions. I was just, like, tired. And I'm like, I get it. Another one of this. And with a moment of, like, oh, yeah, whoopee, something different. And then the... Bonus missions, which I do want to mention. We've talked about one, which was the friends flying through the dunes, just buddies having a good time. The other two are iconic scenes of the Battle of Hoth and Mm -hmm. taking down one of the Death Stars. I don't know which one. The first one. The the second one hadn't happened yet. Plus, that wasn't Luke. (laughs) The first Death Star I liked a lot. That one, like that mission was really fun because it was dramatic and there were so many turrets and I heard so many friends dying and I'm like, Jesus, this is accurate. Uh, yeah it is and it felt very cool and i was like oh this is really fun i like this a lot and then the hoth mission i even have that memory and of playing other star wars games like battlefront 2 i'm like oh i know this supposed to be epic and grand it felt a little flat but i was like well it tried and i appreciated how it did but yeah that's just those are the moments that just stick out to me the battle of calmar with the the v-wing i was like this is so i also uh, not, well, I mean, none of this is canon, obviously, but the funny thing about the calamari, they completely have changed in canon. The calamari, everybody lived underwater. And there was nothing above water. Oh, yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> so they won't be in the co- There's a comic I read, which is canon, uh, Dark Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, which is like 26 issues, which he actually did on the show. Uh, in that, they it talks about what happened to, to calamari. And in that, it's nothing like, yeah, they're all underwater. And yeah, they blow the whole sh- planet up. They do. I think they say it's in the future. Like I think there's some sort of indication. Yeah, like, no, oh, it's way it, later. I didn't catch yeah. this until Peter pointed out, and I'm looking at the crawl for that level. Even says Dark Empire on right, it. Right. Yeah. And my that brain did not put two and two together. Yeah, that was a comic book, and that was set a couple years after Re- Return of the Jedi. I think five Which years. I or like, so. and right. I also like. That oh yeah. It's not Luke in this mission because they're like, well, we can't have Luke because Luke is off doing other things in Dark Empire. So yeah, I think have. you're Wedge, I think. You are Wedge, yeah. 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 That, okay, wedge is way more fun. Luke, <laughs> that's the thing. It goes back to, I understand why. It's, we're selling the game. We're selling Luke. People like Luke. But man, Wedge just had so much more character and fun. Like, woohoo, let's go. I'm like, but this wait. is also the time when you had other stuff that was canon that took place yep. afterwards. And I, I like, now that, because Peter's introduced me to Dark Empire, Heir to the Empire, we did on the show. And I really like the extra stuff that's happening. I mean, I want... 
I want this these stories to be canon. Like I want a movie <laughs> which I'm not gonna get. You know, I want like what did Luke do? I don't want to be like, oh Luke ran away to a temple for thirty years and tried to kill his grandson and your you know, his cousin whatever the hell nephew and then that's it. Like <laughs> I don't want that. You want um, like Luke was having adventures and fighting there were other bad guys that he defeated and so on and so yeah, I want something more than yeah, I, I ran away, I built a I built a I built a hut, a temple, I, I met a I met a Mandalorian, I and then I tried to kill my nephew. Like, I don't want that. I also, we're going to, I want to jump back for a second because I'm looking at the book and I wanted to give you the, the insight of what the booklet says about the Battle of Calamari. This yeah. marine world is inhabited by two species, the peaceful Mon Calamari, who live in the islands and floating cities, and the wary Quarren, who live deep beneath the sea and can breathe both air and water. And I'm like, huh, fun, funny you did that, apparently, and it's different. But yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, all these other little stories, I think, are engaging and fun, whether it's Luke or not. And I'm like, well, that's neat. Yeah. I'm glad to be doing this. Also, the mon- that that planet is also in the Clone Wars show, and it's completely underwater, too. Well, <laughs> you know, it's I know. almost entirely underwater in the book. It's like, it's almost, it's like 99%. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, but that's all later stuff. I mean, that's all way yeah, later. Yeah, they built, they built artificial islands. Wasn't, you know, can't. Yeah. You know, if you're going to build spaceships, you're going to have to have something above water. That's just my thought. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. If you're yeah. a spacefaring race, you have to have something that's not because you're going to get wet. You want your spaceships to get wet. That's oh, you brought up a good point that made me laugh in, the, in this game that I was thinking of unrealistic. So when you fly out of your ship, there's no barrier. Like your ship just flies out, out of the ship whenever you pick your ship. Again, N64, where I was thinking to myself, you know, there's nothing there. Shouldn't that little pilot just be as you fly out? He goes, ah, and just screams, go flying out with you. Well... That's Star Wars. Star Wars always has that thing where there's some sort of force field. Because if you remember in the first movie, they land the Falcon in the um, Death Star and then they're just there's like an open bay, but they're just people walking around. I don't know what the I don't think that could happen in real life, obviously, but they invented some force field. Sci-fi. There is one other I was going to say there is one other bonus mission that is uh, hidden as well. Um, It's like an ATST mission. Oh, yeah. Um, What? Yes. Co-op. It's very, yeah, you can use the two controllers on it. It's like very short. It's just you driving ATSD and blowing up things. And there's no plot. It's just like blow up these things. And I think it's, so just, uh, it's just a fun thing they added from what yeah, I Yeah, because there's a code that makes it so every mission you're in an ATSD. Hey, fun fact, it doesn't work for most missions. And I activated it. And I was walking around and I was like walking. <laughs> I was like, this is oh, neat. Really? I have no idea why this is here. It's fu- I can't, I think like. I think it, it, you walk so slow because, like, imagine the missions where you're in the ships. Because I'm sure that mission it's a lot more to scale, so it's appropriate, you know, for fun. But yeah, any other mission where it's like chase down this train and your ships just zoom off and you're an ATS, you're like, I'll come up, I'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, I do like up. that level of the train, by the way, that where you just shoot the train with like the the weapon you never used <laughs> before, and that's exactly. it. What I like fun, that train. Oh, that's one. <laughs> one of the fun missions is the one where it's like, hey, don't blow this up, blow them up, or protect these dudes. It's ah, uh, yeah. But no, I was very curious why, because the codes. There's a lot of interesting ones that I was like, I don't get why this is here. But now, contextually, oh, that makes sense. There is a. I would like to play still, that mission because I can't get over like the fact that the those world destroyers are from the comic. Like that's just I don't know. I'm really, that's really cool. Well, I'm glad they did that because I mean, this would have been for some people. You know, this would introduce them to the comic that they didn't know existed. Well, when or you some don't have who read the comic, who then forgot they read the comic, and then see this and go, oh, that's cool. What? When your only material is either the three movies or the comics, you know, or the books, you don't have a lot to choose from. It's not like now where they have like TV shows and more books and other yeah. games. It's like you either had, oh. yeah, you could only reference a couple of things. 
So there was just like a kind of a dearth of Star Wars at the time. A whole universe of non-canonical content that just exists now, but was canonical. There's some really good non-canonical content now. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite Star Wars stories is of that bunch. And again, as a person who's not a Star Wars fan, but, you know, talking about that again, I I mentioned it earlier. I want to bring it up that in the guidebook for the Nintendo 64, they have a it's a five page little mini comic. And it's like Luke going through something. I didn't read it, but I just thought, oh, that's cute. And then the sixth page of that, there's actually a plug for. Star Wars X-Wing Road Squadron, the Warrior Princess. And I think it's like, it says Fable and Trade Paperback, but it's also from Dark, Dark Horse. I think it's a comic. But I'm like, that's really it's neat. That like, Yeah, it's really neat that they're taking a moment, even if it's just in a book loop. You know, I'm sure back then almost all kids pop that bad boy open and read it to be like, hey, look at this other thing. If you want to go do that, this is an option. Go look I at mean, it. I mean, there was so much, you know, Star I mean, Star Wars. I mean, Dark Horse made a lot of Star Wars comics. Dark yeah. Horse represent. Maybe they're still here. Too. I actually know somebody who works for like Dark Horse. It's like oh. one of the main like artist people. Yeah. But you know, it's just neat to think of it as like back then, prequels are over. If I understand this came out after the no, prequels. No, they didn't come out yet. Prequels oh, so, sorry. The, sorry. Prequels the original, after this. Uh, yeah. I meant to say the original trilogy's out. Oh, yeah. It's the been prequels over. haven't come out yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Those are, yeah. 83 return? I don't know. But it seems neat to have the snapshot. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Isn't it? Yeah. Early 80s returns Jedi, right, Peter? Yeah. That was 83. Okay. So. You know, there hadn't been a movie out for 15 years by the time this wow. came out. That also adds, like, even more context. Like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Hey, yeah, they're, working, so, they're working towards that goal again, I think, now with Star Wars after Force Awakens wasn't, you know, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to go like another this. 15 years at this rate. Let it sit on ice for a minute before we bring this back up again. <laughs> I mean, as I've said, every time we talk about Star Wars, I think that's the right choice because there's no, nothing built anticipation like being denied something. And if you had a Star Wars movie every year, then people would say, I'm sick of these Star Wars movies. Like Marvel is happening now. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So just just deny it for the audience for a couple, another decade and then bring it back and everybody will love it again. And you still have these other outlets. And I think like, you know, compared to this today in the modern industry of games of Star Wars, I think think about, that's true for today. The games that people want are the ones that never came out. Star Wars Battlefront 3, uh, 1313. These things that were like, oh, shit, this sounds so cool. And then we never even got it. And everyone was like, what the hell? Never are. And then the ones we did get, you know, thankfully, I think it's Jedi. Well, I almost said Fallen Order. I think it's a movie. The the one, the new one with the weird force boy uh, traveling through garbage. You're planet. right. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, OK, good. That is the name. Um, You know, like, I think that one was like, yeah, it's I. And, you know, it's getting it's gotten a sequel. Third, I don't know. It's been it's been well received. But I don't think the hype of the ones we didn't get, I think, is, you know, really impacts. Jedi Fallen Order is a good game. But yeah, no, it's just different. We also had a Rogue Squadron game came out, or I think it's just called Squadrons, but we did get something. Yeah, I played that recently, and it was, I did think about that once or twice. I was like, wow, think of where this game, you know, it's, you know, it's would be all these years later, the similar name, but it's pretty wild. This game does have sequels for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it has two sequels. Uh, oh, what, is, what are the names? Now, there's Rogue, Rogue, is Rogue Leader. Rogue Leader, yeah. and I don't remember the third one. I, I actually have a Rebel copy Strike. of the- can't, I have the copy second one near me. I'm trying to find it. But yeah, yeah I know it's, it's Rogue Leader. Two is Rogue Rogue Leader and third is Rebel Strike. Yeah. I have played Rogue Leader. I And I think I, I might have Rebel Strike in my GameCube collection, but I don't think I've ever played it. So I, I yeah, I never <laughs> like looking at the box art. I feel like I've seen the box art for Rogue Leader. I do not recognize Rebel Strike at all. I think this game in yeah. my mind, I don't know if it's nostalgia, but feels more iconic for the era. But I mean, I guess, as you said, it was, you know, it's the first like flight game that was one of the PC ones, you know, on N64, even though it's at the tail end of the lifespan. I feel like it just really has that nostalgia for a lot of people because it was a big thing back then. 
Oh yes. I, I wonder if this was, I wonder what's, is there a site that I can find N64 sales rankings or something? Cause I'm always interested to see what the best selling games are. There is, but I don't know that type of stuff, unfortunately. Cause I wonder if this was, I wonder in terms of Star Wars games, if this was the best selling Star Wars for the N64, at least. It was the 23rd highest selling Nintendo 64 game of all time. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty Shadow high. of the Empire was 18. Okay. Well, that makes and sense. And 13 was Star Wars Episode One Racer, which also I thought of once or twice while I was playing this. So it wasn't, it was like third or fourth. It wasn't even the highest. But it wasn't even the highest. Interesting. I for, I, Star Wars Episode One Racer was, I forgot about that. But I think that also kind of focuses on like one, the racing, you know, but also it's, I think that one was more kid focused of like, you know, I had like the wacky characters and like you had like these, like all the stuff on from my vague memory of that game. Yeah. You're, there was no one of the other versions of it, but yes. There's no shooting in it. There's no violence. It's just, yeah, you just wow. Run there's a violence when you blast into a rock face and blow up. Like, there's oh, also yeah, there's a like PS2 a, one. If you're talking about that one, has like the big heads. Wombats. Oh yeah, I love <laughs> that one. Is funny in concept and context, but and I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, this exists for real. Now I'm scared again. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird shit out there. <laughs> I think that's a good note. There's some weird shit out there. One thing I always kind of wish that Rogue Squadron had would be a multiplayer feature. It would have been nice to play with your friends, even if you're like shooting down each other's yeah, ships or something. But this game didn't have it. And maybe it was maybe they didn't even think about including it because at the time, not not all games had multiplayer or there was no element of that. And everything. So knowing roughly what I remember about like game development times, it is kind of funny to mention that because I thought of instantly of Star Fox 64, which I right. just know this because I have this list up that came out in 1997. Um, this game came out in yeah, 98, so a year later. And it's funny because to me, it's, it, with Star Fox 64, it is just third-person linear, but then the multiplayer is dogfighting. Right. I feel like that took a lot of ingenuity and like work to make that happen, but in this, it's like, that would have transferred a lot better to a multiplayer, and it didn't. And I think it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I'm like, huh, yeah, well, I feel I, like it should have had that. And I remember the Star Fox multiplayer being kind of underwhelming. Yeah, it is. it's pretty simple. But like the fact that it's there at all, I'm like, whoa, neat. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like, like this, this could have been a yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say the same thing. You go ahead. You're can. saying the same things. It could yeah. have improved on this, especially if it's a Star Wars theme. Yeah. The talents at LucasArts could have done a good job of it. But, you know, maybe that just required more time and space and they didn't have that. Ability. Exactly. I bet if you could look up cutting floor content and be like, oh, yeah, that was planned. Just never got yeah. there because that's, you know, game development back then was a wild west for everybody. I right. do want to play the sequels now. I mean, I've always been curious because I've owned Rebel rebel leader for years and i've been curious about it so but actually the more like we i'm definitely interested to try those at some point now Maybe yeah i might I... I might revisit it too you know uh but i haven't played any gamecube stuff for a while i still have like a, a wii which i have played gamecube stuff on but it's been years since i've even touched it so you're not missing a whole lot by the way <laughs> i know and that's why you bust the wii out it's like no it's not mario galaxy right it's, it's rogue squadron 2 on gamecube i bust the wii out for gamecube games yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, I would too. That that is my nostalgia era. So I would too if I had a Wii on hand. <laughs> I have three of them, I think, near me. To be honest with you, oh, man. I don't know why. To be honest, do you have do you have the colored? Do you have like a white one and a red one or a blue one? I have a white one. I have a black one. I and then no, I just have two Wiis and I have a Wii U. Okay. I, I would play the sequel with the exclusive understanding that there's no drop cam. If there's drop cam, I immediately <laughs> I quit. I'm just turning off. I doubt it. They oh. probably got rid of that. You go to the settings, it's like, do you want drop cam? No, never. never drop cam not. is the default. You have to turn it <laughs> off. You have to opt out of it. Oh, God, that wish. sounds accurate, though. <laughs>
<sighs> that sounds way too accurate to what they would do. So, yeah. All right. Any last things you want to say? I do have one last topic I want us to go out on before we go to questions, comments, and memories. There is a code that you can drive, you can fly a Buick around. I don't know if any of you saw that. Oh, yeah, I read that. I didn't try it, but I saw it. <laughs> it's very dumb, <laughs> but it doesn't like have any special abilities. It's just you. It's basically an X-Wing that looks like a Buick, but it's, it's silly. Uh, <laughs> That's all. Not, not related at all, but because I was just watching this, I pulled a video of gameplay of Rogue Squadron 2 because I was curious. And like the first like three of five or two of five hours is like all the main story. And then I guess there's an endurance mission where you just go as long as you can. And this dude played it for like two hours and he's at like wave 80. And I'm like, friend, that's a lot. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's what I'm going out on because that just blew my mind as I was cleaning through. It's like, dude, that's a lot of waves. That's two hours of your life just sitting down doing this, whatever. Anyway, I mean, yeah, that's I've my last thought. How many hours doing this podcast at this point? Oh, I'd rather do that than shoot at ships for two hours and be like, yeah, look at me go. That's a long time. My back hurts thinking about that. Uh, not even as old as I am. So, <laughs> okay, I'm sold on Rogue Leader. I just I just clicked on a random image of it or video of it, and I see you get to drive a cloud car. I'm sold. I have a thing for cloud cars, by the way. <laughs> well, I I, it, it, this is the game for you. I don't think you get in every mission, though. No, so. you're probably just getting the level you're investment. I mean, what the hell is a cloud car really going to do? But I don't know. I just really like that vehicle for some reason. Okay, so I'm sold on Rogue Leader. Okay, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is I sent a because I completely forgot this existed. And then I was as I was Googling stuff, I sent a, a teaser trailer for the movie that was supposed to come out soon. It says in, in the trailer two years ago, a Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie directed by Patty Jenkins. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever happening. <laughs> and it makes me sad because like they made this whole teaser trailer where she talks about it. And then she walks off to get into an X-Wing. Of course, you know, actually not real, but it's just like I'm like, fucking a why couldn't. And, and she's like, I'll see you soon. And I looked this up. It's two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's been in development hell for a long time, and I doubt it will ever be made. <laughs> is there a reason point. why? It's like, what's their issue? Just, I mean, I think they're just they've moved away from movies for one thing, and they wanted to focus on TV. And I don't know anything more beyond that. They might have been like, they might be saving it for another a couple of years, or saving starting it until people want to watch movies again that are Star Wars. But I mean, I do, but I think I'm more of the. I also like almost all. I like majority of the ones at Disney release, all but one. I don't. I don't know. It's probably some thing online about checking in about Rogue Squadron movie. Let's look it up. It just makes me sad, like because like you know they were you know Patty Jenkins. I I know Wonder Woman 1984 was not well received. That's a bad movie, by the way. But I know that played a big part, and I feel like that could have like that movie just bombed and well, it also came out during COVID, so it didn't even come out on you know. Right. You had to get HBO Max, so I don't think. But it just makes me sad because like I would I. I want to say, well, until two years ago, it would have been like COVID when COVID was hitting everything. So, like, it just, I don't know, just seeing that trailer or teaser trailer for this, I'm like, damn it, I, I really do want a Rogue Squadron movie now. It would be really cool. And I would definitely think that's something I would go see as well. Well, I'd go see any stars movie, but I'd be yeah. excited for Rogue Squadron. I would also love but, a Rogue Squadron based in this game world where Luke is in it. Just recast Luke, damn it. I don't need Mark Hamill. It's okay. Like, I love Mark Hamill, but it's okay. Like, you can recast. I think everyone uh, would love to see, like, Wedge and Luke or, you know, Whoever yeah. hobby or whatever the other people's are all together. Uh, but because I had no comment for any of this, because I don't even know who that person, that actress writer. I guess the writer Wonder Woman. I didn't Patty know Jenkins is the director. Yeah, I'm and very the writer to Wonder Woman. First movie is great, by the way. I'm very unplugged when it comes to movies, but it's I was the looking at second up movie that isn't good. It the most recent update was in December of 2022. 
when a bunch of other Disney movies were announced, some announced, some announced were pulled. That one was just pulled off the release schedule. Yeah, it's, it's just, not happening. It's just yeah, it's, I forgot about it until I went and Googled this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to get that. It also yeah. wasn't a video game adaptation, apparently. I'm learning, so I don't care. <laughs> now I'm. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I want this game, and it's like I thought that'd be fun. It'd be a little. I mean, we, we did fun. get. Forget what year. It wasn't too long ago. We did get that rogue. Not it's not called Rogue Squadron. It's called I think Star Wars Squadrons, which is essentially them trying to bring back this idea. And I'm 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 happy that they're doing things with this. Like because this franchise has pretty much been dead for you know since we got you know Rogue Rebel Strike you know on GameCube. And that was it, yeah. and there was nothing. A group of people I, you know, hang out with in real life, um, they talked a lot about Squadrons, and they, you know, praised it a lot. And looking at the ratings, it's like seven and eights, but, you know, to some, that's a failure. But hey, come on, I 2020. Think, yeah, I don't think I don't think it did well enough to continue, but I think people liked it a lot, because I think it's a really solid, to, from what I heard them talking about, like space, you know, dogfighting space game. Mm-hmm. I heard, and one the, of the, I mean, Reiner, Andrew Reiner, who was in Game Informer at the time, he, I know he loved it. And it's it's sad to think about because it's like, yeah, it, it feels like another instance of modern game culture. Where it's like, oh, this game's really great. And a lot of people loved it. How well did it do in reviews and sales? Me, All right. OK. Yeah, forget it. We're done. And I'm like, oh, also, if you're like me and grab every free Epic game, you have it for free <laughs> in your library on Epic. I grab every single game every every week. They do free games on Epic and every week I grab them. I don't care what the hell they are. I don't I just grab them because I'm like, you never know. And yeah, it's 20, 20 years you'll be doing the review for Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> I don't like the idea that 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 might be very true <laughs> the 20 year part, but eh, you never know with this show. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I grab all of them just because and that and I, I have that in my library somewhere. I do want to play it, though, because especially playing this, except I won't be able to cheat. Man, that's But with newer games, you don't need to cheat as much. I did a few missions back because I played Rogue Squadrons just a few months ago when I was getting ready to play with some of the friends, like just to kind of warm up. But it was like, yeah, it's, there's a lot more plot. It's a it's oh, yeah. no, it's 20 a... year difference night and day of like, ah, Luke, let's go get him to like, oh, am I good? Am I bad? I'm playing two different characters in the struggle, eternal good versus evil. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's breathe. Calm down. Let me just blow things up in space and maybe on a planet or you can come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with that, though. Yeah, no, it's in my library. OK, yeah, no, but it's just it's just cool. I was just glad to, that they did something with the franchise, you know, essentially like that. Also, I'm just glad they're making better Star Wars games because EA had the license and the EA made some crap. So, yeah, I think, I think that's not something we can all be happy about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on to questions, comments, memories. I did get a few, which made me happy. I'm always glad people have stuff to say about a game they loved or didn't love, depending on the, on the case. All right, let's see here from the I watched the entire Overload Super replay. First from Joey Rosenberger. I love being able to pick any ship I wanted. A-Wing is still a beast. <laughs> I got Ooh, nothing. You don't sir. have friends here, my friend. Sorry. <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> that was really fast. Yeah, it oh, yeah, up real fast, too, by the way. And from Adrian Blair, my favorite thing is that the devs hid the Naboo Starfighter in the game and kept it a secret until Phantom Menace came out. That's just not something you could do anymore. Yeah. That is completely totally. true. It is. Because the internet wouldn't know. All right. And from William Izari, one of the great games for cheat code. The Buick, the Felton, and the Naboo Starfighter were hella fun to use. This is also a key game for my Star Wars lower knowledge. General Crix Medin is burning to my brain because of the Corellia mission. Nice. Yeah. Right. And from the official Laser Time community, I got one comment from John Barnes. Raid on Solace, the volcano stage, was a roadblock I had to cheat through and rent in the N64 version. You're forced to use a slow and less maneuverable Y-Wing. The first time through, and there are seeker missile launchers everywhere. I couldn't deal with it. Some years later, I managed to get gold on it on the PC version while playing on the keyboard, surprising myself. 
Yeah, that level is fucking annoying. He's right. He's right. Yep. I mean, it's cool, but who is it annoying? If someone forced me to play this game with keyboard and mouse, I'd probably just start crying. I would do it, but I'd be crying the whole time. Because oh, that sounds like hell, so kudos. Random fact that I just noticed because I'm watching videos. In the third game, you actually have parts you're outside the ship for some reason. Oh, like, that, uh, yeah. Uh, that gives me Star Fox more and vibes and weird. uncomfortable. Hey, it's like Urban Strike. Oh, God. <laughs> I still like that. I still want to replay that game. I, w- I will talk I with you about that. I will talk with you about it. <laughs> I, I do want to put on this. Okay. And I got a few more from the last group, the N64 Super Group. Let's see from EJ Rowe. To this day, all it takes is an image from Raid on, Sol- on Solus, and I will hear the missile warning sounds when I sleep for a week. <laughs> uh, from Brock Power. This was the game Shout Out the Empire always should have been. Shout Out the Empire is good. From Joseph Jasper. The story was eye-opener for me, more than the movies too, and wish Kashan got more screen slash book time. From David Bryant, I still play this game now. I think it would have made a great multiplayer game, either doing co-op or versus play. We talked about that. From Chris McArdle, this game is absolutely incredible when it released. It's still fun today, in my opinion. It still is. And from Darren Herrick, honestly, I hate escort missions, but I love the variety in Rogue Leader and Squadrons is my favorite with all those space battles and customized loadabout. But more is better and everyone has their favorite. In other words, not this game, but okay. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, wait, hold on. I'm yeah, you. I was like, there are no space battles in this game. I'm like, well, Squadron. But that does, the hearing that someone talk about that, I was like, oh, that does sound nice. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm on board to play more of the series now that I finally, so I've been, this game has actually been on the list to be on the show since early the show, and we are now in the 200s and it finally got on the show. But hey, it happens. <laughs> Let's see. And okay, from Patrick Kendall, love this game. Very glad I completed all gold medals at one point. Mm-hmm. From Fred Lamberton, I still play it from time to time. I prefer the sequel on GameCube, which still holds up to today's standards, both graphically and overall gameplay. This and Shadows of the Empire were the main reason I got an N64. Rogue Squadron would always be a very special game to me. And last, I'm going to read from Pi Zing. TIE Interceptor was fun. I put in the code, but I didn't actually try the TIE Interceptor. I couldn't figure out how to get to it. I kept, like, flipping through the ships, and I was like, I don't see it. I think you have to. there There is a way to get to it, but it's not apparent. Yeah. Yeah, I kept like getting up and down at different every other ship. Be like, maybe it's here. And I can yeah. Oh, there's a speeder bike mission in the third game. Oh, I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> I have a thing for the speeder bikes. So I, I mean, yeah, I think we're going to talk about it. But uh, this game, I just, I want to love it, but I only love it in very specific moments. So I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that brings I mean, us to our last yeah. shelf stacker box. And Star, why don't you go first? Since you're already I'm, starting. Anyway. I got, no, you're good. I, I'm just putting it in the box. I, I think if you have nostalgia for this game. It's not it not box, but if it's just like, yeah, I kind of remember it. Oh, box. I don't. Or you really love Star Wars now and you want to see like what Star Wars was like all this you know time ago. I just there's the meat on this bone. There is it is tough and hard, but then there's nuggets of juicy goodness. And it just <laughs> makes me want more of that. So that's yeah. fine. You don't have the nostalgia for it like me and me and Peter do. Exactly. Right? And that's why I'm saying if you have that nostalgia, it's probably not a box for you. You go back and probably even if, you know, you'd be like, oh, I hate this game, but I love it at the same time. I don't think anyone who has nostalgia for this game would go back and be surprised with how it makes them feel. Yeah. And uh, Peter, what about you? I have nostalgia for this game. I'd probably keep it in the stack because I haven't before I was playing it for this podcast. I hadn't played it in a while, but I will definitely revisit it, you know, in a couple of years. I think it has a lot of memories for me. It's really fun in a lot of parts to it. I when I revisit it, I tend not to play the frustrating levels. So I just, <laughs> yeah. I just skip over that stuff. I just get to the fun stuff, which is blowing stuff up. And this is a really good game for blowing stuff up with oh, not a lot of extraneous story and stuff. So I yeah, keep it in stack. Okay, I'll go last. I'm I'm gonna do a Peter. I'm put this in the stack too. 
I mean, I, I enjoyed this game. I had fun, but I'm in the same boat. I have no, like, this is not something I would recommend people go back to unless you're, because it, it was hard to play. I mean, and the fact right. that I had to use cheat codes when, I mean, if save stage don't suffice where I can't just like redo what I, what my mistake was and I need to actually cheat. Eh, I don't like that preferably because that kind of makes you go, yeah, your game's a little too hard for me. And I'm, so that was an issue, but no, nah, I just go on stack, but I had a great time. I got really, and playing this on a plane with Star Wars music in your ears was fucking awesome. I get to say I played this Rogue Squadron at 10,000 feet in the air. So, hey, that's awesome. So, two two scenarios. You play it if you have nostalgia and you really want to experience it, and even if it's just the good parts. Or, B, you have to be all playing. It's the only way. Sorry. Mm, it was is, cool. there, <laughs> is there a mile high club for video games? <laughs> I would like to know. Yeah, It's just funny. I just found it just hilarious that both times I've flown in, in a plane, I, I just happen to have a flying sim on, or flying, not a flying sim, but a flying game on the show. Last time was Star Wars, Star Wars, or not Star Wars, uh, Star Fox Assault, the GameCube game. So I just found it amusing that it's happened twice now. Right. And neither one was on purpose. Third one might be on purpose, depending on, but I might be flying sooner than later. So I don't know. So yeah. All right. I think that's all I, I need to say. That. And if you do want to hear the rest of our Star Wars talks, I'm not going to read out everything, but because I made a list. In the show notes, as long as it lets me, will be a all the Star Wars content we have done on this show. You will see the links and everything right in the show notes. So if you want to hear us talk about Star Wars, there's 20-some other episodes you talk, talk about Star Wars. So go check that out. And Star Wars, where can people find you at? Uh, probably mostly on Twitch, Square Milk, if I'm there. There's at least a profile, whether I'm there or not. That's always okay. up in the air. <laughs> and Peter, where can people find you at? On Twitter, I'm at PeterBP. And from there, you can find a link to... The Fifth Civilization, which is the first book that I published. It's available on Amazon.com. Very good, I can finally say. So I finally read it after all the times that we've been doing this episode and people heard me. Like I finally I bought a copy and I actually read half of the copy. So I'm working <laughs> on it. It's a start. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go read more because I'm enjoying it. I've been on I've been oh, I should talk about what we're talking about next week. Next week on the show, you can hear us talk about Sailor Moon, another uh, Sailor Moon, Pretty Soldier, another story. Uh, a, a Super Nintendo RPG that never came to America. It's like it's a fight evil by moonlight and winning love by daylight. I, I love Sailor Moon. I don't, I, uh, but yeah, the game is it, it actually pretty damn good. So that's why I've been, I've been playing a lot of that. And no, it's not yet. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 400 other episodes for you to go take a look at of this show. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. Uh, for Lil's Daughter, you can vote in our Patreon polls. Oh, shit. And at the time you're hearing this, it is a new month of Patreon. So we will have a new poll. It's going to be Marvel movies that Mike has never seen. And believe that there are some, actually. Not many, but the, the choices are Daredevil, Fantastic Four 2016, Punisher Warzone, or Hulk, the 2003 movie. You get to choose which one of those. I've actually never seen those movies. And because I just want to fill out the poll right, because there's only five, also never seen Elektra. So this will be the first poll. It has five movies. You can also vote for that terrible Elektra movie. Don't do that. I don't want to see that. So... <laughs> Watch, that's going to be the one I guess. Don't, don't I mean, say, that, say that. Yeah, when you say it, it makes it so. Yeah, I I, I control two of the votes, so. <laughs> two of the people that are, because one is me and one is my wife, because she subscribed because she wanted to vote for something, even I told her not to. But, so, I, I control, I, <laughs> I have two votes. <laughs> I have some control. And if you want to talk to us, do you have a Discord, please go join our Discord. You'll see the link in the show notes to everything that, that I have mentioned. And please, and I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Sphere. You can follow her on TikTok. And give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40, where he interviews people how video games affect their lives. Very good show. Definitely go check him out. You see the link in the show notes. And if you and also if you want to help support the show, also, you can please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. 
Bye. Bye.